Welcome to the Engineers Podcast. My name is Aiden and I'm a principal engineer with over 10 years of experience in mechanical engineering. And my goal is to guide you all the way from when you decide to either do an apprenticeship or go to university to becoming a professional engineer. Before we get started with this week's show, please remember to subscribe on the platform you're listening on. I have listed them all below. So I've, it's all the big ones, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pocket Casts. They're all down there. Uh, just click the uh, link below and it'll send you there if you want to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast host. So welcome to episode eight. Uh, everyone, on this week's episode, I thought I would discuss when it's time to quit or kind of when you know it's time to quit. And what do I mean by that? By that, I mean not uh, quit your career. I mean quit your, your job. So if you've had your first job and you want to you know, move on or just stop what you're doing for whatever reason, it's kind of is me telling you how you can gauge when you know it's time to move on. So if you've started your career and you're in your first job, right, there is no set time frame for the best time to move on. You know, people will tell you you need to stay in your first job for, you know, three or four years. That is not true. To give you an idea, I stayed in my first job for one year and nine months. So I didn't make it to the two year mark. And I just knew it was time to go. And from my first job, I was an aerospace design engineer, and I left that to become a project engineer working on the fuel injection armatures and the Dyson motor magnets. And then I lasted three years in that role, and then I moved on to doing the magnetron and cancer therapy role, and I was there for the longest, which was three years and nine months. And now I've been in my current role one year and three months so far. So I've had four roles in about 10 years. And it's not like it used to be a long time ago, because I, I know a lot of engineers who and other people who stayed in their career for decades you know they've started as an apprentice and they've retired at the same company obviously i didn't know them when they were apprentices but i knew them just before they retired and those days are far gone because back then everything was dedicated to one place you know you had the convenience and everything else you had your house when they actually used to be reasonably priced so your whole life was based there and you didn't really know better because that's how your past family did it and that's just how it used to be but that's far gone now. It's not strange to for people to be jumping ship 15 times for one career. It's just how it is now. If you're feeling a bit unsure about whether you should leave your first job or not, the first thing to ask is why. Why do you want to leave your job? Is it for money? Is it a toxic environment? Is it poor treatment from management? Is it you've learned everything you can in that job? There are many reasons. I mean, if you stop learning and developing in a role then it's time to think about something else because maybe that's it for that role you know if you've worked on one part for one aircraft for 
five years and that part hasn't changed, you're not going to learn anything from that role. It's time to move on. There are the other reasons as well that I've said. So a big one is obviously money. Are you getting paid the right amount of money? What does that mean? Are you getting paid what you think you are worth to do that job? You know, everyone can go around saying, I deserve to be paid 150, 200,000 pounds to do a job, but that's unrealistic, you know, in unless you've really progressed your career or you're a banker or something like that. In the normal world, <laughs> you look at your job. So you, let's say you graduated university, you're on 26,000, right? Good salary to graduate university with. And you've been at the company for a year, you haven't got a pay rise. They're not obliged to give you a pay rise, but you have to think, what have you given to that company over that year? Have you done nothing? Have you made them money? Or have you cost them money? There are a lot of roles in companies that are overheads. And and overheads are people who cost the company money, but don't make it money. Now, they're needed. They're definitely needed. You know, like an HR department, for example, they cost a company money. They don't make the company money. When you're on the front line of engineering or you're an operator or technician and you are getting that product out the door to the customer, you're making that company money. And the quicker you do it and the better you do it, the more money the company makes. So you have to think to yourself, are you doing that, first of all, or are you an overhead? If you're an overhead, it's a lot harder to justify it. You know, and it's not just engineering. It could be you're the business manager for the account. You're going out there getting more business for it. So again, you're not an overhead because you're making the company money. But the the accountant that, let's say, uh, a purchasing department that buys stuff, they're an overhead because they're not making the company money. So you've got a lot more to stand on if you are benefiting the company financially. And that's how you can work out your worth, if that makes sense. So if you're paid £26,000 a year, but you're making this company, you know, the work you're doing is bringing in like hundreds of thousands of pounds, you know, you're worth a lot more than that £26,000. Now, if the company is investing in training you, so let's say they're giving back to you, let's say £50,000 worth of training, then that's a bit different because they're investing in you and giving back to you. So there are a few things to consider before you decide, you know, should I leave? Because they might not be paying me what I want, but they're investing a lot of money in me. So in a way, you are benefiting a lot, but not making the money you want. So there are a lot of things that you need to consider before you jump ship. So it's not usually just money-based is what I'm trying to say when you jump ship. You know, if it's a toxic work environment, you'd probably jump ship for less money. If you enjoy your job, you purely don't jump for money only. You jump for, you know, a better environment, more opportunities. But of course, when you do jump as well, you do expect a pay rise. But again, when you've jumped ship, what do you think you're worth? So if let's say you were earning 26,000, you've got and it's not about the years of experience you have necessarily, because you might just be very, very good at what you do. It might not be unheard of that you've gotten, you know, 30, 40% more than what you were on before. But again, do you think you're worth that? Because you have to deliver at that price point. So if you've suddenly gone from, let's say, earning 28,000 to earning, let's say, 35, you have to justify that price point that you're in. And by that, I mean your quality of work better match that price point that the company's paying you. Back to the topic on hand is 
when should you quit? And I've covered a lot of scenarios that you're put in. But in reality, the first thing you have to say, am I happy where I am? Yes or no? If it's a no, then you have to think of the reason you're not happy. If it's poor management, there's nothing you can do about that. Okay, nothing you can do about that. Don't even think twice about it. Just move on. They're not going to get better. They might say they're going to get better, but they won't. Okay, if the company's just in general, just poorly managed, that is not going to change quickly. Okay, that can take years to change. So if that's your problem, you just need to move on and forget about it. If it's purely financial based, you can obviously ask for a pay rise and and all of this. But you have to remember that a lot of companies that have you still have that old mentality where they think you're going to stay with them forever. So they think, oh, we've got him on this salary point, but we'll give him 5% here every time he asks or something. While as the market is paying a lot more outside, you're just kind of putting up with it. And, you know, I've known a lot of past engineers that have put up with that. And then suddenly they go out and work somewhere else and they're given, you know, 100% pay rise. They've suddenly gone from earning like 28000 to 56000 literally by just leaving because they kept getting that small pay rise put on there. So again, think about what you're worth. Look at the market, see what, you know, if you get a call from a recruiter saying that this much experience, we will pay this. That's what you go to your manager with. You don't go and say, oh, can I have a pay rise? Okay, well, here's a couple of percent. You go and say, no, this is what I'm worth because this is what I'm being offered. And if they say no, that's fine. You know, don't fight them for it. Don't do not do anything. They've said no. For some reason, they don't want to pay you more, be it that it might be you earning more than them. That That's not unheard of for a lot of engineers to earn a lot more than their managers. And that can cause some conflict, obviously, with that. So again, that's something, that's another scenario. Move on. But let's say that, you know, the old corporate spiel that we've all heard is, oh, the company's not doing pay rises this year. We, you know, we've all been there. We've all heard that malarkey. There are a lot of people there. Okay. So you've heard that. Fine. Let's take that excuse and let's see. What can we do? You're not giving pay rises. Okay. Well, you say you're for training. Okay, let's let's look into the training because I like where I work, but let's look into the training. Are you willing to invest in me? So let's see if there's an excuse here. If they go, yes, actually, we've got this great training program and, you know, or what training do you want? Just justify it to us. What do you want to do? So you come back, you justify it. And if they say yes, then you know that that company's still interested in you. You know, they don't want to lose you, but they just can't offer you more money at the time. You know, because corporations go up and down in finance. It just depends on the year. Sometimes they do really well and they can give everyone a pay rise. Sometimes they don't and they can't. But most of the time, when a big corporation says we're not giving anyone pay rises, that just means we're not giving anyone anything, be it pay rises, be it training, be it anything. And all of this that I'm talking about is from experience. I've been in this position where, you know, you sat down, you said, I deserve more money to be doing what I'm doing. And they go, well, you know, the, uh, we can't offer it right now because of this, that and the other. And then you go, okay, so training. Okay look into training. And they say, well, yeah, if you can justify it and all of this. The best thing is they think you forget. So you come back just a couple of days later, you justify it. And then they turn around and say, well, it'll be a significant impact on on our business because we're going to lose you for a day a week. you know. And then they start making all the excuses and, and everything else. So again, that's another red flag of you're not important enough to them to stay. And they only really realize what they've lost when you've left 
and things start to go a bit wrong for them. Because what they don't realize is that you're doing such a good job somewhere that they don't need to worry about it and that they forget about that. And then everything comes crashing down and then they come, you know, asking, you know, will you stay? We'll give you more money. We'll give you more this. And my advice on that is if that happens, no matter what, do not stay at that company because nothing is going to change. They're going to promise you a short term solution. But in the long term, everything's going to be exactly the same. So you've decided that you want to move on now. So you've you've made your mind up now. Here's what not to do. As tempting as it may be, never try and pull the bluff card because nine times out of 10, it will not work. And I've seen people fall because of it. It is the worst card to try and pull because you lose a lot of respect and people just will not take you seriously. I've seen this happen actually quite recently, and it is bad if you try and pull the bluff card. What is the bluff card, you may ask? The bluff card is where you say, I'm being offered more money to go work at competitor XYZ. And it's not a significant more amount by any means, but they're offering it to me. On the rare occasion, it might work that a company might say, we don't want to lose this person, so to our competitor. So what we're going to do is we will pay, we will match it. However, nine times out of 10, that does not work. And what ends up happening is they say, that's fine. We're not going to pay you more. Okay. And then you're like, well, I'm going to resign then. They say, fine. And you think that they're going to cave at some point. So you hand your resignation in. And that is the biggest mistake you can make, especially if you don't have somewhere else to go. I have never pulled this card, okay, for, for just, just to state it, but I have seen it being pulled. And what I'm talking about is exactly what I have seen, okay, where they've handed their resignation in and companies like, you know what, off you go then for reasons, whatever, we don't want to pay you more, be it you're not delivering or we just don't think you're worth that money or you know what, it saves us on making a redundancy of someone else. And then slowly... You think, oh, maybe they're going to give me some money. Maybe they're going to give me a pay rise and ask me to uh, rescind my resignation. But they don't. And as that time comes closer and you realize, actually, I won't have a job. You know, you make some excuse up to the manager and say, you know, this and this, but I want to stay. I've decided I want to stay. If they let you stay, they are going to come down hard on you because they know that either you were lying at the time, or you will go at your next opportunity. So whatever you do, don't pull that card. The second thing I will advise is when you are quitting and you've handed your resignation in and you've got another job to go to, you've gone through all the trouble to get interviewed, go to multiple interviews, discuss salaries, and all of that, you know, you've impressed them enough that they're offering you a job and you're impressed with the company enough that you're thinking about taking that job. The company you work for might offer you more money. And maybe to you, that was the reason that you did it. 
another thing you should never do is go through all this trouble just to pull back and give up and say, you know, I'm going to stay. Because like I said, things won't change much. They might promise the world to you, but it won't happen. It might seem daunting at the time, especially after your first job to to move on. You know, you get on with the people and everything else, like apart from management or something, but it's fine. I'm still friends with people from my first company, friends from people my second, from my third, and now I've made friends in the fourth. And I still see them. You know, I see them at least twice a year. And the old company I worked at, because it's quite close by, we have uh, pub time once a month. So it's not like the people are an excuse. You'll still see them. You'll still be friends with them. So once you've gone through all that trouble, you've gotten the interview, you've gone through the interview process, you've done everything you can. You've worked hard to get that role. Just bite the bullet and quit. Okay, just hand your resignation and just say, you know what, I'm done here. And you can do what a lot of other people do and just come back in a couple of years time for stupid money. You know, people have done that too. You can always do that. But just make them know that you won't put up with it and you will leave. Things change a lot once you've had a few years of experience, you know, and you reach a certain level in your career. Now, what changes is you go from like umming and eyeing about whether or not you should leave to just doing it because, you know, you, you come to the point where you are good at what you do. Okay. You're out there to first get better, always, always learn more. But you're there to give a better life to yourself, not to anyone else. You learn this after a while, is that, you know, every company is going to have managers who shouldn't be where they are, people who think they're better than you when they're clearly not. And you're just going to get all of this stuff. But the thing is, is that once you reach that level, you don't have to put up with it anymore because a lot of places want people with your skill set. So if you know you've got a good skill set, and even if you've dedicated, you know, 10 years to a company, and you know, they don't appreciate you move on someone else definitely will. And it's not about the money always, you know, obviously, we want more money, that's just normal. No one's going to work for free. But there are other benefits you can have as well. You know, for me, I get to work from home once a week. That's a big deal you know, to a lot of people who don't, considering that my role is very hands-on. I get the UK levy electric vehicle thing through my company as well. So there are a lot of things that are beneficial. You know, you'll never get paid enough, but am I being paid enough and getting the benefits that I want? Yes, because I can also get training and, and other things as well. And that's what you need to look at. You need to look at, does the company appreciate you If they appreciate you, then you deliver for them, so it benefits both of you. If they stop appreciating for you, you will spend more of your time looking for a new role somewhere else than putting the work in for them. That's why it's important that both sides actually do what they say they'll do. So one side says, you want training? Just justify it to us and we'll give it to you. And you say, okay, well, here's the training I want. Okay, let's go for it. You know, you have that mutual respect with each other, and that is how both parties will benefit. If you think you should leave and there's nothing left for you, just take the plunge. You know, there's the grass is always greener on the other side and spend a few years at a company. If you enjoy it, spend a few more years there. If it doesn't go your way, then just move on to another one. And that way you can build your skill set more, learn a lot more because I've worked in aviation, I've worked in 
high volume manufacturing. I've worked in low volume manufacturing and I'm working in design again. So it's just, you know, all of those things benefit you then staying in one place. So yeah, if you feel the need to move on, just go ahead and do it. So if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to get in touch, you know, be it by email or LinkedIn. I'll leave a description to everything in the in the links below. And, you know, if you did like the show, please do subscribe to it and just give me your feedback. I would really appreciate that. And until the next episode, I hope you have a great day and during this journey to you becoming the best engineer you can be.